last wave of the feminist movement has been the most damaging in that it has been a movement where, like you said, Georgie, the pendulum has swung to the other side where it's now fuck men. And it's all this anger coming out. And it's it's, it's generational trauma. It's generational anger. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this episode on the podcast. So today's episode is actually from an interview that I did with Georgie Stevenson on her Rise and Conquer podcast. It was the second interview that she had me on for. And I don't really feel like I need to give too much of a disclaimer to you guys because I feel like you're super aware of my work. So that's fine. There was a big disclaimer on her her edit because her audience isn't kind of used to my content, which is like really, I'm really glad that she did that. Um, So a trigger warning that obviously I am talking about you know how we are emasculating men and everything and you know the question of has has the feminist movement gone too far especially after the second and third wave of it and the second wave of the me too movement which I talk about in here you guys know that I'm not saying that feminism was bad like I'm yes obviously I'm a fucking feminist because feminism by di- di- by Um, dictionary definition is equality right between men and women and obviously I'm fucking pro that like I'm pro everyone having the same rights because we're all human um that's just like obvious anyway so um I don't feel like I need to give too much of a trigger warning to you guys because you know that I'm all here for the fucking women's empowerment and I'm here for the men's empowerment and that's really what this is touching on of um you know we can't be empowering women at the cost of then disempowering men um but anyway let's dive into it you guys know the drill anyway um I am flash opening be a lover not a mother um from this Thursday Thursday the 17th of June just for over the weekend because I've had so many of you want to join and it won't be open until November again so if you feel like you need to do some healing work around men you want to understand men better fuck it's raining outside I need to move to the couch um you want to be able to understand men better you want to be able to relate to them and just communicate with them better and understand how to date men and be in relationship with them that I would definitely recommend getting into be a loving on a mother and I'm also adding a whole module on understanding how men date versus how women date a lot of us are getting back into the dating scene um thanks to COVID kind of like you know, getting us out of lockdowns and things are opening up again. Um, and a lot of my clients have been asking me some really good questions. So I'm just gonna, you know, in Queen Alchemy, so Hence, I'm just going to add a whole module into Be Loving on a Mother. So that's only going to be open over the weekend. And if you don't join, that's fine. But you will have to wait until November. So snooze you lose. All right, let's jump into the episode. Monica, welcome back to the Rise and Conquer podcast. Thank you, Georgie, for having me again. I'm so excited to chat to you. Guys, we did a podcast. What was it? Maybe like a month ago? No, it was like... I think it was like two months ago. I was in Tulum. It was like maybe middle of February. Oh my God, you yeah, were. two months ago. 
Okay, so it was actually yeah. I don't I have no concept of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was a couple of months ago. I will make sure I link it in the show notes um, because it was epic. It got so many downloads. So many people loved that episode, and they wanted more of Monica. So I thought let's do a bit of a round two because I. Mean, I actually we just chatted so much that I actually had a whole other section of questions that I wanted to chat to Monica about um and we just didn't get time because it was already over an hour long Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to do today so first of all guys if you don't know who Monica is you're a bit confused what's happening right now press the link in the show notes go back to the first episode trust me when I say you're going to want to hear that episode and then come back here um Before we get into it, Monica, do you want to just give a quick recap of who you are and what you do? Okay, quick recap, and I'll keep it towards centered towards this topic for today's episode. So for today's episode, what I do is I am a trauma healer and I am a feminine embodiment coach and I help women to understand men and I help men feel empowered by helping women to understand how to stop emasculating men. So there's this whole dynamic kind of going on in the world where women are all trying to be like boss babe, Miss Independent. And at the same time, they're like, where's all the good men, X, Y, and Z. And they don't understand that all the man shaming is actually stopping men feeling like they can really rise into their purpose and be in their divine masculine. And as a result, it's creating what I was even talking about today on my Instagram story, um, on Instagram live, what, what people are saying is like soft men, like feminine men. Um, and it's this weird catch 22 of like, women are wanting these strong, powerful men. And then they're like, no, but we also want men to be emotional and like, don't be too over, don't be too over dominating X, Y, and Z. And men are feeling really lost in society. And they, they're like, we're not needed anymore. Women can do everything for ourselves. So what's our purpose? And if you understand men, you know that they need a purpose. And if they don't have a purpose, then they're not going to be in that grounded, divine, masculine leadership that makes the feminine feel so safe. So this honestly could be a 10 hour long episode. So we're going to keep it short and sweet. But I do want to say to everybody, if before anyone jumps down my throat, it is a politically incorrect subject. It can be really triggering. I would really encourage you to go and listen to any of the other episodes or IGTVs that I've done about this topic. Um, because if you're listening through the eyes of your, or through the ears of your trauma, it can be very hard for you to have an open mind. So I would just suggest to to you before you jump down my throat. So just listen to some of my other podcasts because it will help you to understand a very complicated topic. Yeah. So this is actually, I really want to get into this, Monica, and I actually haven't told you this. Um, Also, guys, me and Monica do coaching. So that's why we're very friendly and it's like we know each other very well um, because we have a lot of conversations off air. Um, But I haven't told you this, Monica, but I remember like finding you, loving your podcast and topics but this was a topic that triggered me that I didn't like, that I actually didn't watch or listen to any content because I just wouldn't have it because I come from a background where I had a very strong father figure. I had, um, you know, a very feminine mom who was a housewife and I really wanted to step into the role of an independent woman. I didn't want to have to, um, you know, I wanted to be the breadwinner. I wanted to be able to look after myself and all these things. And I really felt, I guess, oppressed from men at a certain stage of my life. Mm -hmm. So I developed this kind of um, almost like protection 
of what you're saying of this woman who does it all, who has it all, who doesn't need a man. And so when you started talking about this content, it was very triggering to me because I did feel like, you know, for so long men have had this, you know, certain power. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know me, I'm like girl gang, women, let's do the thing. I'm, I'm a female empowerment person. That Mm -hmm. is like my brand. That's me. Um, But that's why I think your content came to me because I'm such a big believer on, you know, things that trigger you and things you need pop up when you need them. So it is something, and I'm no pro and I haven't, you know, done all the work, but it is something I wanted to bring up because I remember you talking about it and me going, this is such an interesting topic because Mm. it's almost like the pendulum has swung completely the opposite way. We've gone from, you know, women having rights. We've gone from being independent, working, being the breadwinners, not, you know, having sex toys, not Mm. needing men for Mm. those reasons. Mm. And then, like you said, it's, yeah, really swung the opposite way where we're kind of having, yeah, I guess this stuff happen. And so... I really wanted to bring this up because it's triggering for me. To and, and yeah, honest. and Josie, you are one of a large group of my clients and and past clients as well that have hated me to begin with, found me so triggering. Who the fuck is this bitch that end up being like, okay, there's some truth to what she's saying. I'm going to hire her now. Like, <laughs> and then they end up being my biggest fans because they're like, no, what she says is really truthful and it worked and it changed my relationship. <laughs> Because I think for me, like I'm so used to following people who are full girl gang, who are like, let's fucking do it for the girls. And you are, it's not like you're not that person, but I think for so long, because like I said, I did feel so oppressed by men at a certain stage that I really reacted. And then that reaction has grown me into who I am. Mm. I feel a sense of... um, like not acknowledgement, but I feel this sense of I have to, yeah, the girls, I have to yeah. back that movement movement because it has grown me into the person I am. But anyway, enough about me. Yeah. Let's get into it. So, and I just want to preface this because I think this is something I didn't understand at the site, at the start, sorry, is mm. Monica is not, she's not talking about like, you know, equal rights or, you know, that sort of side of things. We're really talking about well, correct me if I'm wrong, Monica, but like, you know, the genetic makeups of yes. females and males and like biology in the world. Yeah. And our energy. So to clarify what Georgie's saying. So the first wave of the feminist movement was obviously really important. And that first wave wasn't a wave where it was like, go women, fuck men. Women were fighting for their rights They were fighting for the fact that they didn't have to be housewives all the time, that they were allowed to vote, they could go out into the world and they could work, that they could do their own thing. That's what they were fighting for, which was amazing. There's been four waves of the feminist movement and the second wave of the Me Too and the the, the last wave of the feminist movement has been the most damaging in that it has been a movement where, like you said, Georgie, the pendulum has swung to the other side where it's now fuck men and it's all this anger coming out and it's it's, it's generational trauma it's generational anger of this anger coming out and it's if you really look deeply into it which I won't go into but I am going to go into in my book which I don't know when the fuck's coming out it's taking me forever to write point being is if you really really look I keep like fucking changing what I'm saying and it's really hard classic me when you really look into it a lot of the wording 
with this modern feminism that's being run through social media is actually positioning women to feel like victims. It's like poor women, we have no rights. Poor women, like like we have all these issues. And it's if you really look closely at it, it's actually yeah. a lot of victimization of women, which is that's how I re- felt. Yeah, which is really damaging to these young women coming through because they're not being they're not being fed the story of like girl, you have all the rights that you've, that you've never had this much power in history. Fucking Mm. you do what you want to do. It's actually being fed. We're being fed story of like, you're still oppressed and we're fucking not. Mm. We are not Mm. like we live in. Yes. In some countries you still are like, which needs to be worked on. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably living in a first world country. Um, and you're probably living in a country where, you know, you can dress however the fuck you want and nothing bad's going to happen to you as a woman, which is fantastic. Right. So for these kind of, for these women living in these countries, we are not oppressed. And when we're being sold the story, which is, it's, it's being heavily sold through, um, like social media influences and, and celebrities that don't fully understand this topic. And they're just kind of being shaped to the noise. Um, it is, it is really damaging to young women coming through because they're not understanding um, men and women at a biological level. And that biological level, which what, what you were saying before, Georgie, is the fact that in our DNA, I don't give a fuck what your beliefs are, what your political beliefs are in our DNA, men are the protectors and the providers and women are the ones, and we can still go out and make money. I'm not saying that. I mean, look at us, right? We both run our own businesses, but women are the nurturing ones, the caring ones, the ones that thrive with connection. Men's number one need is passion and purpose. Women's number one need is, um, is intimacy and connection. And when you, when you work from that level, you see that we fit perfectly together and women are all saying in society that men make them feel unsafe. But the reality is that these men, especially younger men, coming coming through society they're not being raised with these amazing grounded masculine role models and as a result they're not embodied in their biological energy of being the protector and the provider in our society and as a result of that the feminine and and women majority of us have a feminine core women as a result can't feel as safe so then women go into this hyper-masculine, this armor, like you were describing before, you go into this armor of like, well, I have to protect myself because I'm not safe around men. And as a result, we go and we hustle, we burn ourselves out. We're not happy deep down. And if you say to yourself, no, I am happy. I'm killing it at work. You are not happy deep down. I used to tell myself that. I And even, I, even like when I'm working really hard, I have to be so careful because it's so easy to go, I'm really happy, but let's cut to the chase. You will never be as happy as when you are surrounded by a group of your friends having so much fun and not having a care in the world. And there being men in the room that you trust where your, where your biology knows if someone, if a predator was to walk into the room, you would be safe and a man would stand in front of you to save your life. That is what creates safety for women on a biological level and when we're missing that key piece. Yes. So, yeah, explaining 100%. So I I get what you mean. I guess Mm -hmm. what's hard for me is – and this is I'm going to be rebutting you this whole time. Yeah, this is good. I was going to say, yeah, challenge me because then I can explain it for people that don't get it. Yeah, perfect. So I like I do agree with you. For example, though, I do still think, um, and I like don't get me wrong. I love my family. I love yeah. my family. I love my parents. But for example, 
my I have three older brothers and they mm-hmm. were raised, you know, by my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And my dad is very much that protector, that father mm-hmm. figure, that um masculine energy. Mm-hmm. For me, I kind of look at my brothers and their relationships and it does feel like it is too swung Mm -hmm. the ops way of not we're talking about where um, it's too masculine and it feels not oppressive because I, you know, don't want to put that sort of out Mm -hmm. there. But I guess for me in my relationships in life, I get what you're saying, but how can we sort of, and I think that's why in my personal relationship, I very much chose a partner who is not, he's definitely masculine. He's definitely a protector. Like he very much fits that typical tradie role, Mm -hmm. um, which I find so sexy and so like fits my, you know, that sort of side of things. But for me, his actual personality is not overbearing. It's not, um, like you know I'm the breadwinner so I guess like to finish it in saying that though how can we sort of bring this new dynamic where we are equal but we're not emasculating men but we're still able to because for me sometimes it feels like oh so should I not step in my power should I not be this boss bitch like how can I still feel pardon I said, got you. So with your brothers, with your brothers, do you feel like they are overbearing? Is that what you're saying to me? They're just very much typical male energy. And it's just for me personally, like I could never be in a relationship with someone like that because it would be too much for me. Does that make sense? Okay. So it does make sense. So this is where we're needing to be very clear in society and the messages that we're putting out on what we're trying to heal within the masculines. You know how this whole thing of like toxic masculinity, get rid of toxic masculinity. There's no definition of what that is. And the only real solution, quote unquote, is to make men more feminine, but that's not what the best solution would be. So let's say, for example, that you're talking about men that are very overbearing and they feel too much. They could be expressing toxic masculine traits. And I hate that word toxic because it's not toxic. It's actually just more wounded. It's just like a trauma response. But yeah. let's say, for example, there's- 100% that's, yeah, that's okay. what I feel. The so for toxic, example- The toxic yeah. sort of thing where I'm like, yeah. oh no, some of the stuff they say to their wives, I would not fucking tolerate it sort of thing. Okay. Okay, cool. So that's good clarification. So that's more of a wounded masculine thing. Mm. And that is because they have not been taught like grounded masculine qualities. So a grounded masculine man would never feel too much for a woman's nervous system. So when your brothers feel too much, that's too much for your nervous system. A really grounded masculine man makes your nervous system go, it's like just so relaxing. That's what a really grounded masculine man is. So in society, when we're talking about like get rid of all this toxic masculine, this macho, macho, not macho, macho culture, right? Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is this egotistical kind of man, right? Where they're run by their ego. They're actually not heart-centered at all. And our feminine, that is very off-putting to us because it feels a little bit dangerous because they're not grounded in their body. So you're like, Mm. you don't feel as safe with them because you're like, do they know right from wrong? Because they're all in their head, for example. That can be the egotistical 
masculine that we're trying to get rid of. But it's not even necessarily the egotistical masculine. I want to correct myself. It's just egotistical behavior, full stop. It's just a trauma response. And that can also show up in women. And how that can show up in women is women that are again, very overbearing, very egotistical, very, very vain, only care about people's appearances, that kind of stuff. That would be an egotistical feminine kind of trait. So really we want to just say, we just want to get rid of the egotistical stuff. Now in society, what's then happened is we're trying to suppress the masculine or this quote unquote toxic masculine, which is suppressing all masculine, all chivalry, all leadership for a lot of men. Women are still wanting it though. And men are feeling like they're being pushed into more of this like, well, I have to now be really emotional and really feminine. There is a time and a place for that, I want to add, right? So there is there is a correct environment that you have to read as a man of when you can be softer and more emotional where it won't make your woman feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. And there is a time and a place where you don't want to do that because it will make your woman feel unsafe. Now, on your point of like you want to not emasculate men but you also want to be in your power – There is a difference between you being in your power, Georgie, and you crushing someone else so that you can be in your power. So Mm. when you're in your power, it's like I'm in my power and you can be in your power. The emasculation or the crushing is I'm in my power and you're not allowed to be in your power when I'm in my power. Interesting. And I'm going to be completely honest. I Mm -hmm. do sometimes, I think because of my, you know, trauma and past, I do sometimes do that, obviously not on purpose, but can you chat to us? So for example, what does, what does the balance look like? What does it look like to be in your power to not Mm -hmm. emasculate, you know, your male partner or your partner when they're in their masculine energy like what does that balance look like I love this okay so let's like just do like even some examples I feel like that's going to be the best way to kind of paint the picture so for me personally as an example I majority of the time make more money um and I am obviously a powerful woman I run my own business x y and z now that is me at work But the reality is I also have a side to myself and we all do as feminine women, you do as well, Georgie, where I want to be looked after. So at the end of Mm. the day, I don't want to still have to have my fucking boss hat on and be figuring out what I'm making for dinner, what's going on the next day and taking out the garbage. Fuck that shit. I'm done for the day. So (laughs) at the end of the day, what that would look like is me dropping into the more of that softness. And my man figuring out what the fuck we're doing for dinner and taking out the garbage and doing all that kind of stuff. Other examples can be that he might be like, hey, babe, let's go. I've booked a restaurant for sushi tonight. Like, how does that sound to you? And if I was if I was really like, no, I don't want sushi. I want Italian. I would just be like, that's like, I really appreciate, babe, that you've made plans. Can we swap to Italian? I'm really craving that. That would be how you can answer it because it's like I'm still speaking my truth. I'm not going to be a fucking doormat. What We are not – I want to clarify that. We are not talking about women being doormats here. Speak your truth. It's just don't emasculate someone. So read like the whole sushi date night. An emasculating way would to be to be um, an emasculating way to say it would be I don't want to go to sushi. When did I say I want to go to sushi? Like we didn't even ask me. That's emasculating. So like so subtle but so different. So different. But the way that I was saying it previously to remind people was, babe, thank you so much for making a dinner plan. I'm so excited to go out on date night. I really am not feeling like sushi. Can we do Italian? 
I'd really love Italian tonight. That's how you would. And he'd probably be like, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll call them right now because he wants yeah. you to be happy. The thing is, mm. and the reason why men will often like zip their mouths for so long when they're being emasculated until it gets to a point where it's like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. The reason why they zip their mouths for so long is because they want to please us. And they, when, when you shame a man, he internally is like, fuck, I'm not a man. I've done a shit job. Oh my God. And so they feel so bad about even the little tiniest things. They won't show it to you per se, but you have crushed them when you've said, why the fuck did you book sushi? I didn't ask for sushi. You crush them in that moment because they were just trying to make your life easier. Men want to make their lives easier. Even little examples in my life is even the male friends, they all know that I'm like, you got to do everything, not do everything, but majority of things. Even like if we're going out for dinner, he will always book the restaurant. And there's, it's, it's not about a polarity thing. I'm not dating him. We're like friends. He'll book the restaurant. He'll order the wine or whatever. He will arrive at the restaurant before I'm there because he knows that makes me really happy. He just knows that. And I allow him to do that. And he is happy because I allow him to do that. And that's what I want you guys to understand. Just like we are happy when a man does something with it. You know, when like your boyfriend takes the garbage out without you asking, or he plans date night and you're like, oh my God, this makes me so happy. When you receive him for him doing that, that makes him so happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and I think – Yeah, you go, Georgie. Sorry, Monica. I was just going to interject there and say that's something that we talk about a lot is receiving because it's something I struggle with because I'm such a doer. And it's funny yeah. because I noticed this in my relation relationship where Tim – I think he had organized, yeah, like a date night. And he's like, it's a surprise. Like I've booked Mm. a restaurant. Like he's trying to be really romantic. Mm. I fucking hate surprises and I'm a control freak. So I interjected and I'm like, tell me where it is. What if I don't like it? Like, and very, you can imagine, like if you had just gone to the trouble of booking this. Yeah. And not trusting him. And it's funny because then he got his back up and he's like, you know, you never trust me. And it's yeah. like, and then it causes this fight. And it's funny because we, he end up telling me the restaurant was perfect. It was the most amazing night. Yeah. And I stood back and thought to myself, I need to sit in this receivership role where I do Next trust session. you. Where- <laughs> yes, literally. Because, <laughs> and I, I think it, it's a, it can be a struggle for us, especially if we are these badass women who are working, you know, in jobs we love, we're doing big things, we're making big moves. So I'm constantly in this masculine energy where I'm getting shit done. So it is hard for me to turn off. But what I've realized is when I can switch and I can be in this softer, more feminine mm. receiving energy, I literally get the best of both worlds mm. because I'm you in the do. power during the day I'm doing the thing I'm killing my goals I'm allowed to be that person and like I chose Tim for a reason he compliments me he is someone who loves to look after me like he does all the house jobs he washes up he does the garbage he mm-hmm. does that he, and he loves it that's him yeah. and you love and to so, receive it yes and so it's like I need to sit in that receivership mm-hmm. role and it's 
And that's such a small little example, but you can imagine if me towards Tim have all these constant, you know, emasculating, and I don't realize I'm doing it, but if we have these constant emasculating things, he's going to stop trying. He's going to be like, and that's the thing. So, and this is the issue, Georgie. Yeah. So your example, that is a perfect example where your trauma response is to be a control freak because it makes you feel safer. Because yes. especially, and this used to be me as well. I've not but always been like this. I used to be, for anyone that doesn't know, I used to be super masculine, fucking control freak, huge masculine armor. My dad was emotionally unavailable. So therefore I just like shut down. I was just like cold as fuck. And we go into the control freak because it makes us feel safer. If we know what's going on, if we're in control, we get an illusion of safety, right? It's, it's an illusion. And mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah, what you did, like you said, is, um, he got the message of she doesn't trust me. And that is that ruins a man because trust is everything. If you say these three words, I trust you to a man, it's like he's dead. He's like, I'm done, marry yeah. me, have my babies, right? Th- those yeah. three words are magic to him. When when you trust him and when you respect and, him. Sorry, Monica. <laughs> sorry to interject again. Oh, yeah. But that's also like a huge thing. And I feel like this is almost just a fucking coaching session for me. But <laughs> That's a huge, huge thing in our relationship because I am the breadwinner, because I am so in my mm-hmm. masculine. Like, Tim, it's like I've got to throw him a bone. I've got to, you know, kind of meet him halfway because otherwise you can imagine of him being like, what's even the point of me in this relationship? Correct. You know, and a lot of men and are at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's, like I said, like, I think it's definitely at the start, it's like, you want to be independent, you want to be in control, you want to have those feelings. But once you realize you can actually switch, and and this is the biggest thing for me is once it clicked that it's like, oh, I can actually switch between these energies and have a very fulfilled, um, you know, life and day and feel really good. It's not like because I sit in receivership role with Tim in the afternoon with dinner that I'm not this boss independent woman. Like we need to change that thinking. You get to be both a thousand million percent and you can be a boss woman and you're not necessarily a masculine boss woman. Like I make a lot more money. Like I said before, I'm similar to you, Georgie, and that I'm working all day, but I do it for my feminine. So people mm. never think that I'm like some like psycho hustler boss woman because I don't portray that energy at all. And what you said before of like when you emasculate enough, they stop trying, that is the issue. So you've got all these high-flying CEO women that are like, I just want a man that knows chivalry, rah, rah, rah. but the reason why men have stopped is because these women, and I used to be one of them, I'm not saying I'm perfect, I used to be one of them, would bash them down for so long. They're like, I give up. Like, you know, the, my, my, the way that I show up now for men, I and you and people doing this work, we are now the one in a million of women. So when you're now encountering a man 
and you want him to lead, you actually have to like really make that clear to him because a lot of them won't know because they have been suppressed so much by women that they don't understand that they can be that forward with you and that you'll receive that. So you have to be careful that like if you bash a man down enough, he a thousand percent will start trying. And a lot of women complain about this of like, we don't have date night anymore. I have to plan all the dates X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily his fault. It's probably your fault. And that can be really triggering for for women to be like, wait, it's my fault. And it's like, yeah, because Mm. you're the one women are the ones putting men down <laughs> and so that's we need to empower them again and and that's what Tim said okay sorry you go yeah yeah so, sorry Monica that's no what Tim said Tim's like this is why you whinge that we never have day nights or anything and he's mm. like this is why Tim needs like, to come on Tim where are you <laughs> <laughs> literally he would fucking love this conversation he'd be like yeah um yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I've only got my, Monica, my batteries on like low and I haven't yeah, got my charger. It's at the warehouse. Yeah. So the last sort of five minutes, can you kind of wrap up and just chat to the audience about, and also I think this is a bigger conversation about feminine and masculine imbalances in yeah. yourself, in your partner. So give us just a little kind of wrap up if you're feeling over masculine um you know what should you do in your relationship but maybe there is other people who they they want their partner to be you know more masculine to step Mm. in that role more like how do they ask their partner how do they talk to them about that okay so both sides yeah there is so much to this argument and not argument um conversation and I do have a lot of resources so I would go over yes. my stuff to check it out so if you are feeling over masculine a lot of women think okay I need to go do more feminine things no 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 because that doing of more feminine things is actually masculine what you need to do is you need to take things off your plate you need to slow down you need to surrender more you need to take away the masculine not try and shove in the feminine things to be doing don't try, mm. don't, don't start trying to shove in bath nights if that's actually like annoying and you're like no I just want to watch Netflix and chill then take away things don't shove in feminine things to be doing that would be a tip number one that I would give people that are feeling very masculine and then just focus on letting go is what you really want to focus on when you're like in that hyper masculine and I also want to say that for majority of women they actually need to heal their relationship with the masculine within themselves and with men in order for them to surrender to the masculine. Because if you don't feel safe to let the masculine lead, you won't let the masculine lead and you will not Mm. be in your feminine. So a lot of the time it's not about you needing to firstly go and be feminine. You need to firstly heal your relationship with men and the masculine and then do the feminine stuff afterwards. And then in terms of speaking to your partner about this and getting him to lead, if you are like, yes, I actually can receive this, Um, and you're not kidding yourself, then I would say to your partner something like, maybe you need to start with apologizing, like, babe, I, and I always say to people, just blame it on the podcast. Babe, I listened to this podcast today. I realized I've been emasculating you so much. I am so sorry. And I want to give you permission to call me out when I'm doing it again, because I need to relearn this because I don't know when I'm doing it. And I'm going to need you. I'm going to count on you to help to like wake me up to this stuff. Like, can you do that for me? He'll be like, he'll probably be like, fuck. Yeah. Like, thank fucking Jesus. And then the second thing that I'd be saying to get him to lead would be like, um, that was a weird word. Um, not, um, not, um, whatever that word was that I said. Um, I would be saying something along the lines of honey. I love when you 
are in that provider role when I come home and you've like planned a date night, you're telling me what to wear, you want to just ravish me and you've like taken control. I know sometimes that I can maybe resist your control, but fuck, I just want you to know it is so sexy to me. And I really, I really want you to know, I said a lot of what I need to know is change out a bit. I really want you to know that I love when you lead and it makes me feel so looked after. So I am giving you full permission, keyword, I am giving you permission to take the lead more in our relationship, to plan more dates, to boss me around in a sexy way, by the way, um, that kind of stuff. That is how I would say it. I am giving you permission to be doing more of X, Y, and Z. You want to encourage men. You don't want to say stop doing. You want to say that you like it when they do A, B, and C. So really focus on praising when he takes the lead and it kind of brush away, not to a massive extent, but brush away when he does stuff that you don't love. Focus on the things that he does that you do love. Oh, I love that. That was perfect. And I was taking notes. So ladies, I hope that was an eye-opening episode for you guys, um, especially kind of touching on the different ways of the feminism and feminism movement. And hopefully that gave some clarity and understanding around what is a heavy um, and loaded topic. There's obviously so many different angles um, to this topic and, you know, you can't touch on all of it in just a short podcast episode. Um, If you notice that you struggle to be in a relationship, friendship or more with men and letting them lead, like you always want to be in control you don't trust them if you've got any kind of beliefs um that are that are not exactly supportive around men and you've noticed that it's been affecting your ability to surrender to men to trust men just to love them please consider joining be a loving on a mother because guys like half of the world is male so you probably want to have a good relationship with them Um, and this also goes for if you have a son or if you want to have children in the future understanding how to communicate with men this also goes for children and how to communicate with boys versus girls because there is a very big difference in the way that you actually need a parent and talk to um, your son versus your daughter which is really fascinating anyway I'm just like so amazed by the difference in our brain I think it's just like fucking incredible so be loving on a mother only open for this weekend and what was i gonna say um i was gonna say something um i can't remember i don't know anyway have a lovely rest of your day thank you for tuning in and i'd be really grateful if you guys shared this on your instagram story and tagged me because it's just that value exchange like i've said a million times before when you guys leave a review when you share the podcast when you text it to your friends, I appreciate it. And it is a value exchange and I see it. I see it and I receive it and I send thank yous to you. Okay. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say. Um, that if you are in a relationship and your man wants to do this program as well I did have a few of you in the last round that said that you did it with like with your boyfriend or with your husband or your fiance or whatever and um and I should say partner and he also was like 
mind blown because he will learn things about you because for example if I say like blah blah, blah women want you know we, we want blah but men are gonna do this they'll they learn from the we want x when I'm speaking like from a woman's perspective so um if he wants to join like or if he wants to just like watch the calls with you or whatever like I would definitely recommend that don't push him to do it like I've said before don't ever fucking do that to someone you don't push this shit onto them um but if he is interested then he totally can join you would get a lot out of it because um I'm making a men's program which I'm very excited for I've like thought of the name and everything it like came through really randomly anyway um I've thought I've like gonna make that program but not yet I'm gonna wait till my house is done and everything all the interiors and then I can film it and it'll be all beautiful so that'll be coming later in the year but if he wants to join this now then I would recommend that 